1: Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippi and welcome back to That Trippy Show. Well, the crazy we keep talking about, we're only two weeks into the new year and boy, it's out in full force, plus an early look at some of the key races that we'll be talking about for the next 22 months or so. Alex, oh man, where should we get started?
0: You know, I was tempted to make this whole show about how there are actual bills in state legislatures right now trying to cancel Mrs. Doubtfire. But uh, I think we'll keep it more national today. Uh, a couple of races to talk about, but Joe, we got to start in the house. Um, I don't even really know where to start. Um, I know you and I, when we were getting ready for this show, talked about a bunch of different things. Uh, what the hell is going on in the junior chamber of our Congress?
1: Well, all last cycle, I kept saying, you know, they keep doing the crazy and we keep doing the work. Uh, we're going to do a lot better than expected. You know, and I said at the time, the one thing I was certain of, though, uh, was that they would keep doing the crazy. And so I said, hey, we got that means we got to keep doing the work. Well, they are still doing the crazy. Well, everybody, we don't have to get into the whole speakership fight and how the mega cult, you know, held the floor hostage and McCarthy hostage. And he caved in to all their hostage demands. So, you know, but look, what are the results of that? Well, the House just passed a Born Alive Bill patterned after the extremely restrictive anti-abortion bills we've seen in red states. Uh, it tells you everything you need to know. I mean, it's, they, they it, you know, you're just, um, we're in for, I've said this too, you know, we had four years of the chaos president. We're going to have now the chaos MAGA House. And I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's Marjorie Taylor. He, he's the speaker in name only. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates of all people, Jim Jordan, Um, We all know who they are, the Freedom Caucus. And it's not, by the way, it's not just the, the, it's not, what gives the Freedom Caucus that power? Well, let's look at beliefs among Republicans. 71% of them still believe the election was stolen from Trump. 79%, so these guys, that's what they believe. And so there may be sane members of the House GOP hard to find, but there there may be some. But most of the Freedom Caucus is in this. I mean, they're all election deniers. Seventy nine percent of Republicans believe Trump is a true patriot. Thirty five percent of Republicans believe that patriots may have to resort to violence to achieve their ends. And that's up from 20 percent last year, folks. Twenty nine percent of Republicans believe QAnon conspiracy theories. And only 15% of Republicans think Trump is to blame for the January 6th insurrection. So that's what these Freedom Caucus members, the MAGA cult, you know, it's going to be a a MAGA crazy house uh, run by them. And they have, you you know, it, it doesn't matter what... I mean, McCarthy's put a bunch of them as chairs of committees. Right. You know, it's just absolutely amazing. And then you got to look and see Fox News with Hannity broadcasting from the House. I mean, it's like <laughs> you know, and our friend Ruth Benke, who tweeted, and she's right, Americans, I give you President Murdoch and the coronation of Fox News as state media in response to Hannity, you know, going live. <laughs> I mean, from
0: the house. Now, bef- hang on. So we we skipped over a number. I I realize we could do a whole show on Hannity from the floor, but it, that thir- that thirty five percent. I think you said of, that that now say that that quote unquote patriots might have to resort to violence. I remember last year it was twenty, and we were sounding alarm bells then. It seems like not only, and we'll get to your thoughts on on what this means for governance in the House, but this almost seems like there's like a kind of a separatist movement happening among the Republican base. And it looks like just what the numbers are saying, that if the members of Congress or if the GOP House Caucus and really any candidate decides not to, to go along with it, they are just done. Like they can't win anywhere. Well,
1: they can't win without that those thirty five percent of patriots who who think we need to resort to violence. So that, that, this is the whole point. It's a yeah, and and so the other side of it is you have bunch of cynical performance artists who are raising money in emails and st- by doing political stunts to play on all these on the election denialism, on the fight, fight, fight. You know, basically fueling the flames of this stuff, and a former president out there as well. But but so much of it is just stunts, and that's what I think we're in for. And what I think we need to you know brand writ large is every time they do something like the things that we're talking about, it's another maga stunt. Democrats are doing work; we're trying to get things done, and these people are out there fueling on the patriots who want to resort to violence. You know, you got Steve Bannon pouring gasoline down in in Brazil now. I mean, this is all just a you know burn it all down
0: yeah but they they arrested theirs like right away like good good for brazil for not dragging out
1: part of this is we got to understand that we have a house that is being run by people who want to destroy the government that want to tear down all the institutions they don't want to reform them they want to burn them to the ground I think that's also what you saw in Brazil. I mean, that's what, that, that's what Steve Bannon and others were trying to, you know, having failed a coup here, let's try it down there. But they're still doing the one here. And so I think part of that is not just that it's, it's stunts, but they're dangerous stunts. I mean, they're, 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 look at what already happened on January 6th, and they don't care. Matt Gates wants attention. They want power. And by the way, they just got a ton of it, thanks to McCarthy. And so, you know, they're going to use that power and they're going to create more stunts. But I mean, what that leads to, I think, is it, it, and you you've got to see beyond those stunts and what they're actually trying to do. They want to wreck the government. They want to burn it to the ground. And as I said, you know, when you look at Steve Bannon and these guys, you know, what Steve Bannon says out loud, I want to burn every institution, every government out there to the ground. I wanna remind people, when you have that big forest fire and you burn it all to the ground, everything in the forest dies. Yes, later on there are green shoots, but that's 10 or 20 years later when that brand new, fresh forest starts to sprout. In the meantime, it's chaos, it's pain. There's a lot of suffering as that fire burns through and that's what these people wanna do to the institutions out there that, yes, they need reform. Let's start, you know, let's work together and reform institutions if you think they're failing us. And many are. But burn them to the ground, wreck the government, destroy people, you know, defy the people, fuel the flames of patriots, quote in quotes, who want to resort to violence to achieve their ends. That's just a power thing. That is nothing but performance art to take power and to seize it for Matt Gates for Marjorie Taylor Greene, and the more attention they get, the crazier they're going to get.
0: You know, I, I'm glad you got there because I wanted to get into exactly how they're going to do this. You know, I think a good way to put it is basically intentional sabotage of Congress. Right. Yeah. They're just trying, you're right. It's, they're trying it's to it's burn an, down the institution. It's but, intentional but, I mean, sabotage you, you,
1: of the institution, it, you know, at a huge scale. Uh, look, they're not even. Gonna try to govern. That's that's what were they? They weren't for anything. They were against everything. And you look at who they put in charge. I mean, not even. I mean, forget about mentioning the loud crazies like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Boebert. I mean, half of the twenty of the two hundred twenty-two member House Republican Conference first took office after the GOP lost the majority. In 2018, I mean, they have. It's not just that they have no experience in the majority, which they they don't. But they, I I mean, most of them. It's and by the way, a huge chunk of those 222 are performance artists, not not people who want to govern in the first place. You have eight GOP chairs who have served less than 10 years in the House, and that's a from just three who took over the gavels in 2011 when the the Republicans last took the majority and blew things up. I mean, and wrecked everything. I mean, there's a reason why they, they take the presidency or gain control uh, of the presidency in the, the House or whatever, you know, when they're in control and they not created hardly any jobs over the last, you know, three presidencies that they had um, compared to almost, then the Democrats have to come in, create jobs, fix whatever the hell they did to take the economy down. Uh, of course, now they're they're blaming uh, Biden. Even as inflation's coming down, they still do every day. Inflation, gas prices. It, hey guys, it's, someone did the work while you guys were doing the crazy. And the economy is strong. Jobs are still growing. And inflation, again, as you hear this on on Friday, you know the Thursday inflation report was very encouraging about further decline in inflation. Uh, and so, you know, I still think by the time we the the work that Democrats have already done is going to continue to put Democrats in a much better place as we get to 2024. And at the same time, these people doing crazy stunts and just and basically uh, uh, putting sand, as I've said before, just pouring sand in the gears just so that the, to, in front of the cameras, just so everybody can see it. Gets to the place where James Comer, the six-year congressman from
0: Kentucky,
1: (laughs) now the House Oversight Chair, this is the guy that called Ukraine an adversary and lumped them in with communist China. He's now the chair of the House Oversight Committee. Uh, I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying. I I mean, like, are they serious? No, they're not serious they're not serious at all and all mccarthy was a serious about was becoming speaker and he didn't care what he had to do what he had to give up how much uh, danger he had to put the country in with by giving these crazies power he didn't care all he cared is about the same thing they cared about power he just wanted the jo- and, and, and he wanted power so bad he wanted the speakership so bad that he does not have any power he gave it to all these other crazies right. who wanted the power, it's just that's what's going on here. And you know, look, I'm not at, out there to overly defend uh, institutions, but when bills run into the hundreds of thousands of pages and literally deal with life or death, uh, national security issues, you need members who know who are actually there to govern, not not throw sand in the gears, not to do political stunts that screw the American people over because they just, what they're doing is grinding everything to halt, try to um, destroy institutions that people depend on. Now we can do a better job, the Democrats can do a better job of making those institutions more responsive. Uh, Certainly we need to improve and reform some of them, but you, you gotta have people on the other side who wanna work with you. Well,
0: who like want them to exist. Is kind of the starting point, right?
1: Whereas most of your caucus is nuts. You don't have that. And that's what's going on.
0: Well, and, and you hit the nail on the head with with members, but it also applies to staffs too. And I think I saw this as Chris Murphy was in the Hill talking about it. But what happens when the majority changes for our listeners that may not know is you lose a bunch of staff. Um, when you're in the majority, you get roughly double the amount of staff that you get in the minority. And that that means there's a lot of staff turnover on the Hill every time. But what that really means is if you're like MTG, you're not going to go hire a former respected Hill chief that was from two cycles ago from one of your colleagues that, you know, was highly regarded or respected, which is generally what you do when you're an incoming member. You get some experienced people to help you run your shop because you need to know how to govern. And it's not that easy. They're not going to to the, you know, they're not going to Paul Ryan's staff who are, you know, experts on putting together a budget, which we didn't agree with, but actually knew how to actually write the damn thing and saying Hey, maybe we should help put them on a budget committee or something. No, this is like the, the true believers that still care and are still willing to have their names tied to the MTGs and Jim Jordans of the world. Like the rod goes a lot deeper here. And I think we're going to start seeing that as this Congress plays out.
1: Yeah. But I mean, look, the, alex that's right but look there's there's some appeal to that right they, you know the, the, these are people who said hey you, you know look the experts have screwed everything else up and and, and we want change um i mean that's how they, they you know they got uh people to, a lot of people to support them and the more the, the angrier they were about it the crazier they were about it the the, the more uh people sent them money and all that oh that's a, so it's the all or nothing nature of their craziness what's screwing things up when you when you want no experts, no one who's ever been involved, no one who knows where, you know, knows their, I mean, you see these members walking around there, half of them are lost most of the time because they don't know how yeah. to get to their office. But I'm just saying, I'm not, you know, I'm saying that this gets the same way about the, the working together to reform institutions if you think they're, you know, they need to be, to change instead of like just burning them to the ground, right? Destroying the FBI the intelligence agency, you know, just, I mean, that's what I'm saying. that That's where they, they want to go. Um, and yeah, so I guess we should have no, no investigative experts at the FBI. I mean, this is where if you take this to their extremes, um, I understand wanting uh, to have some fresh uh, uh, blood in those offices in, in, in Washington. Uh, but, but to, get rid of everybody who, ever, who wrote great legislation, I mean, on the Republican side. I mean, to say like, no, you you can't because you worked for George Bush or whatever the hell. Of, I mean, is there anybody, you know, now now if you work for Marjorie Taylor Greene, they want you. Can, can you come to my right. staff? Show, right. show me how to get those clicks? Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what's going on. They don't want experts on how to fix, you know, you think about this, right? You, you go, we're talking about people who really don't want? Who are willing to cheer on infrastructure week for four years, as Trump did, as they and Trump did nothing on infrastructure, and at the same time make Democrats with some with a few Republicans actually get infrastructure packaged through, and then they they complain. all take credit for it. Yeah, yeah, and they all go take credit for it. This is it, it, again, it's not serious. These people are not serious. They are into political MAGA stunts uh, to appeal to their MAGA base. I think the country is really, it, just like they were sick of Trump's chaos, enough so that Joe Biden uh, was able to win the presidency in 2020. I think this the MAGA crazies in the House are almost, because there's so many of them, and each one's you know, popping off in a different way, I think people are going to grow even more tired of the chaos congress faster and and I I think more repulsed by it than they were by Trump in a lot of weird ways I think Trump uh could be more popular right now than the crazy you know Matt Gates Marjorie Taylor Greene Jim Jordan Freedom Caucus uh MAGA So how
0: does how does that play out in the next like 18 months, and I say 18 months because I can't believe it, but we're getting close to the 2024 cycle. You know how like normally within, within when you're making an attack ad and you don't have a lot to say about someone, you put all the faces of the people that you know voters are gonna hate, right? So if you're a Republican running an ad, you put up a Pelosi or at the time you'd put up Barack Obama or now you put up the squad next to whoever, the poor moderate member of Congress that was trying to win a seat in a, in a red place this cycle is, I mean, is that the same thing again, where it's, look, it doesn't matter who's running. It's really Jim Jordan is on the ballot in your district. Marjorie Taylor Green's on the ballot in your district. This chaos is on the ballot in your district. Yeah.
1: That's what I think that's where we're headed because they, the, the, by the way, I don't think we're going to have to do a lot of that. I think they're going to do this to themselves. They already did it in the speakers fight, right? Speakership fight. Anybody watching that knows that the MAGA, you know, attention getters are the ones in charge now uh that the chaos congress is is being run by Marjorie Taylor Green's and and the Bobberts and the even though Marjorie was over there with with McCarthy on uh, in that fight they all you know and, and then Jim Jordan let you know uh uh let his name go in and then and in in the whole time supporting McCarthy but it's the freedom caucus they're in charge and they're going to be calling the shots so there will be every crazy investigation not look no one's against an investigation. is a bit legitimate Fine, But they're not going to be legitimate. They're just going to be crazy political stunts. I think that, you know, you I mean, you, I, I'm looking at your, the show notes here. You, you got like, hey... So there's indoor smoking on the House side of the Capitol now that the Republicans have taken control. Is that like, is that right?
0: (laughs) So I, when you were going to finish, I was going to say there was one thing that they have gotten done, which is (laughs) even though smoking's banned in D.C., Republicans, good news, if you want to smoke in House offices, they're allowing it now.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's what, that's what the important stuff, but the important work is that, you know, that's the important thing to get done right? Pass the uh, stringent anti-choice born alive bill for for same thing, right? Performance art. So you can go back to your base and, and and they're all doing it. We stopped it. It will never happen again. Right. And get, yeah, right. We need to get them to watch the, uh, I am a bill, you know, cartoon uh, (laughs) uh, so that they learn actually bills become law. just Just uh, screaming into the wind that you voted, you know, uh, and passed, that's not how it works.
0: So at some point, and I know you mentioned this before with the stunts, and I want to get to that that piece you and I were talking about from our friend Greg Sargent, but we have to stop taking the bait, right?
1: This is something I think that's changed. It's not just taking the, the bait. It's every time they do it, we have to define it. You know, he, Greg Sargent said that you know in this piece, and I think you're right. It's an excellent piece that you have to stop letting maga stunts drive the debate, and you know, that we can't keep you know falling for every single one of them. I think that that's true, but I think what we have to do is call every single one of them a maga stunt, and define and brand the 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 House uh, and the McCarthy uh, leadership as the, the MAGA stunt house as the MAGA chaos house and instead of ignoring every one of them Come back with that as as a way to brand them for what they are um, And to, you know, you can't keep they're They're going to go out every day to create You know a new outrage and we've talked about this Fox and the outrage machine and Breitbart and Newsmax and all that and now that you know the difference between the last two years and now uh, is, yeah, Fox was out there uh, and the outrage machine was out there and, you know, and Trump was out there to, to drive it. You now have an entire House caucus to drive the outrage machine. I mean, to pick it up, uh, it, you know, whatever the next next Fox outrage is or Fox to pick up whatever the next outrage is from Matt Gates or or Jim Jordan or whoever. And drive it, and so in a lot of ways, it's going to become harder. I think uh, to not <laughs> yeah. no to not saying you can't fall for everyone. They will be driving. You, you, there's no way to st- stop them from driving the debate. What we I, I mean, because they will, and they'll have this media outrage machine to help them in every way, on and, and manufacture crap that's just you know new outrage that's just bullshit. What we have to do is make sure that our, we have in a singular way define every single stunt they do is just that a MAGA stunt, that it is, that this is a Congress, a caucus that's more driven by stunts, attention, and power than they are about getting anything done for you, and that's what our, our comeback every single time i think has to be that
0: well and and this gets to a a good reader question but to take listeners behind the curtain for just a minute we have a wonderful producing team and they throw a bunch of ideas every single week for us in there and one of the things that we were talking about pre-show was we keep seeing tweets about gas stoves it's all anyone's talking about republicans are going to ban your gas stoves which by the way i have one it's great i really like it if I need to give it up. I will. Don't really care. But Joe, how how is it that Twitter is all like on fire about gas stoves right now, and the media is covering gas stoves versus all this other stuff? Like, where is where is the disconnect there? Do you think?
1: No, it's the new outrage. Watch, it'll be they're taking your gas stoves away. You you know you you will have to they will have to pry my hands off my. My cold dead hands off my gas stove before they take it away. I mean, no one's going to take your gas stove away. No one cares. You know, it's just not going to happen. But by the, my guess is within you know a month or two. uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll have some uh, uh, bills in all these states that um, that you know forbid the federal government from encroaching on your kitchen and taking your gas stove. uh, I mean that, but that's the seriousness with which. But that's what I'm saying. We have to call that out. Here is another political. Well, while Joe Biden and the administration are working on continuing to work to lower inflation, um, and to and and, you know uh, uh, they they are worried about gas stoves being banned in you know 2080 or whenever you know whatever the you you know it, it ain't happening, folks. It, you know it's just complete bs and they'd rather stoke fear, anger, resentment um against uh you know complete bs that isn't really happening and it works because they have an outrage machine in the media and now, like I said now they have outs they can they can pass the keep your hands off my stove bill if, in the house and and brag that they've stopped democrats from taking your stove away When I don't know of a Democrat who wants to take your stove away. I don't know of anyone who wants to.
0: Yeah, I I really like my stove. But I'm glad you brought up the kind of both sides. Hey,
1: guys, be be careful around your stove because we've just found out that there are uh, chemicals, you know, and agents and stuff. And we want to look more deeply into whether we can. I mean, look, you know, can we make uh, stoves better, more efficient, cheaper, you know, and more efficient and less, you know, less likely to make you sick? Well, I, you know, that's a good thing. But there's no one out there who wants to ban gas stoves. That's just crazy. And maybe that's what we oh. need to do is have, for Democrats to immediately go out and say the gas stove thing is crazy. It's a political stunt by the MAGA crowd. Uh, but that's what I think we need to do. I, I agree with, with Craig Sargent and we should put his uh, piece in our show notes uh, about you know the, the essentially what he's saying. But I also think that be, the new element here is a House of Representatives, I mean, a majority, that it will be dedicated to driving the outrage machine and contributing to it and, and, uh, and fanning it, uh, which will make it even more powerful and even more difficult to ignore uh, and to not take the bait. So therefore, I think more important for us to brand them for what they are. Um, and now that is the, a, a MAGA-controlled chaos house.
0: So we're close to time here, but I want to get to this, this listener question, which I think really hits a lot of what you just talked about, but I want to see what you think. So Alan in Nevada emailed us at show at gmail.com and said the following. If you look at the homepage of any major news outlets right now, the Biden classified document story is getting top billing. And the headlines, even the stories themselves, don't seem to bother to point out how he voluntarily returned them to the archives. When he realized what was going on these stories are being written like they were for the trump documents when are we going to get past this both sides bsing uh
1: not likely to happen you know like you could check out you know carl Rove been on uh a box i mean i retweeted it he got out a whiteboard on live tv and made some <laughs> Mur- murdoch's pretty mad when he pointed out how much worse trump's thing was but overall, yeah, the way these stories are being written is is, is super harmful. And, and also, I think, like, look, the, the reality is with so much fragmented media and so few people paying a lot of attention to any of this stuff, where you're getting the story you want to hear. So if you're, you know, for the most part, if you want to believe that, you know, Biden took classified, you know, documents too, and it's the same thing. You're going to hear that because that's the news you'll be consuming wherever you're consuming it, whether online or not, who you follow on Twitter. And I think, you know, the both sides is, you know, we, we know it's BS, but frankly, I think, you know, the differences in the story, even though they are really, really big differences, are going to be lost on most of the. The American people, because the outrage machine and the, their cohort in the uh, their, their comrades in the in the House of Representatives, will, you'll see they're you know already calling for you know a House probe into what uh, into what Biden did with the documents, all that stuff. It's gonna by the end of it. Uh, I think in the end it will all work to Biden's benefit and to Trump's problem. Uh, and exacerbate Trump. Um, I think it's likely that the distinctions will be over time. That the way it wasn't the the the, the fact and never was with um, with Trump. No one wanted to go after him for possessing those documents. It was only when okay, hey, we all know now. The, there's some documents. We would like to get them back to the archives. And he, first of all, I think like for a year, most of us us didn't even know that there were documents down there while the Justice Department and the archives were going back and forth with nice letters saying, hey, could we please have them back? That's the distinction. The distinction isn't that whether wittingly or unwittingly Trump took them or they somehow got put in boxes and shipped down to Mar-a-Lago. That wasn't, I mean, you can get into whether, you know, whether he, if he did it on purpose, that's, you know, that's one thing, but forget about all that. The difference was no one wanted to charge. I mean, not in the justice department or or the archives. No one right. was saying you're going to go to jail. It was only after he wouldn't give them back and said, they're mine. And I'm going to keep them that, that they had to do subpoenas and, and go in and, and get a search warrant. And, and do a legal search of to, to find whatever they could. Um, that's, that's the distinction. The distinction isn't like wait, somehow the uh, same thing with with Biden. were were those documents wittingly or unwittingly had did, did they end up there wittingly or unwittingly? That's one, one thing. But even if they were, and the same thing goes with even with Trump, even if they were, that was never the problem. The problem was—I mean, there are problems with that. Obviously, you don't want classified; they shouldn't be there. All that, and we—by the way, that's what needs to to be looked into—is what are the mechanisms by which these documents can get out, can leave, and go to a private residence or to to an office in in Penn uh, Biden's office? It, it, there must be some flaw in how we track and do this. Uh, For that to happen that we need to get to the bottom of because we don't know how many other former presidents or vice presidents or 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 uh, national security folks have inadvertently done the same thing. And so we need to understand that. And I think have a better process and a better procedure. That's clear. But okay, when it happens. And by the way, it does happen. uh, Not just Biden and not just Trump, but it does happen when it happens. What did you do? oh, shoot, I just realized this. I turned it over. I called the Justice Department immediately. I sent it to the archives um, and alerted everybody that we may have a security risk and that we need to look through these documents. You need to look through them. The government needs to look through them and make sure um, uh, what's at risk and what what actions need to be taken. Um, That's what Biden did. That's what any normal person who, who inadvertently or even wittingly did something... That's normally what you do when you discover that you have them. That's not what Trump did. Um, And we still don't know. Uh, He's still not cooperating. Um, And so I think in the end, that's all gonna come out. Um, And that the difference will be that Trump obstructed justice and Biden didn't. Uh, Now the other question will be, hey, who did, how did those documents get to that office? uh and i want to know that too and i want to again because how how are these it, it, that's something that is important and that's where i think where you know this is where it's supposed to be it's it's at justice department with the archives uh shouldn't be a partisan you know uh hack house investigation but it will be i'm sure <laughs> cuz that's what the 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 maga hats want to do now um, in, that are in the House. So, no, I think, look, there there is one thing that's clear, that should be clear. I think the we need to understand uh and have a better process for how when a White House or a government cha- moves and changes, um, that those documents um, do, you know, that there's a better process than clearly the one um, that we have in place. Because whether on purpose or inadvertently, it's occurred. Then that that's one. And and we need to get to the bottom of that and fix the problem, not go, you know, throw. Uh, now, if somebody stole them, that's a different deal. Criminality. Uh, justice should throw the book at them, no matter who it was, uh, Biden administration or, or, or Trump. Uh, I think that the difference will be it's going to become clear that uh, that Biden. And by the way, the other difference is. uh Biden has an independent Justice Department, unlike the Trump Justice Department uh, that went on bended knee and did whatever he wanted. Um, Biden's independent Justice Department just appointed a special counsel to investigate Biden and how he handled those documents. Oh yeah, that I'm sure would have happened in the Trump administration. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's another difference. I mean, there's a whole bunch of differences here that as this comes out, they really want to have this fight, which I think they do. I think in the end, it's going to be, you know, people think, oh, no, they can't prosecute. They can't indict, you know, go after uh, Trump on this because of Biden. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to work the other way around. You can have an independent counsel who, by the way, was a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, who says I looked into this there was no criminality it was inadvertent and as soon as they discovered it they did exactly what they were supposed to do inform justice and in, and the archives and turn the the documents over and then on top of it look deeper and deeper to make sure that they had gotten all documents and there were and that, that, that any other inadvertent documents were restored and returned okay that's what i found um and i don't see that coming to some kind of charges on the other hand you have a completely different thing it wasn't an independent this is what i'm saying he w- yeah when did when did donald trump appoint in or his justice department appointed independent counsel to look into him when did that ever happen uh you know it didn't it won't it will never was going to happen and <laughs> he thought he could take anything he wanted and he went down to Mar-a-Lago, and then when they said, hey, we know you got them," he said, "You know, basically, go fuck off. I'm going to keep them." That's a totally different thing. And I think most people will be able to—I I think this is one where I think the, the most Americans will be able to see that difference, and I don't think it's going to help Trump uh, as much as people think.
0: So I think, Joe, thank you for what is probably the most cogent analysis of what is going on with these documents. You didn't scream much, which— most of the media is not doing. So good work there. Um, I do think that probably means we should talk about 2024 races another time. We're just about out of time. Well, I want to
1: plug ResoluteSquare.com. We're going to be doing a uh, joint event with Midas Touch. Simon Rosenberg of NDN is hosting it with Mark Riddle and others. I think it's going to happen, I think, on uh, the 18th. Try to uh, if we can, we should put that in our show notes, Alex, because I think there, there, it's already. I think Simon's already tweeted about this on the uh, about this recently, like yesterday. But please uh, watch that. I think it's a big thing that uh, Minus Touch and Resolute Square and other organizations are coming together to talk about what's happening in creating new media platforms, uh, pro democracy coalition platforms, where we can take on this messaging. And it'll be, like I said, it'll be on uh, on January 18th, I believe. I'll be one of the the people along with, the, I think, uh, Ben from Midas Touch, uh, Mark Riddle, uh, Simon Rosenberg, and some others that I'm failing to remember right now. I am coming out of my COVID fog. For those of you who've been following this, it's been four weeks of, well, two weeks of hell and then uh, came out of it, but then uh, was left with this uh kind of after effect of just pure nausea, nausea every time I moved or, or, um, even kind of tried to sit up, I would just, um, uh, have a wave of, of sort of nauseous, uh, you know, I the only way I could say it's hell come over me, but in the last three or four days, that's really dissipated, uh, feeling much better actually walking around upright. And, um, I think I sound better. Hopefully I sound better on this, uh, this pod than the last, uh, two or three but thank you for listening and thanks everybody for following that trippy show please let your friends know please subscribe to that trippy show and leave a review on apple or wherever you listen you can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com and every once in a while we actually get to one actually on this one we we tossed out we we tossed out not not with one of our subjects you know the, the the 2020 uh three in 2024 races that are coming up that we wanted to talk about. We put those aside so we can do one. Uh, but, but please, yes, give us a, send us your question at thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question and review on iTunes. And we will see you next week.